I'm Jack Moylan, and you're listening to Let's Talk Business, a podcast geared towards young professionals served with a side of witty commentary. At Lutz, we rally around the mantra, make light, meaning be lighthearted, illuminate solutions, and create energy. We hope this episode will do just that. Let's make the complex simple. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Business. Today, we're talking about taking risks in your career. I'm sure we'll get into multiple different topics related to that. But here with me is Chief Information and Risk Officer at Lutz, Bob Keenan. Bob, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here? Sure. So I started with Lutz about three years ago after about a 26-year career in the private and public sector, handling mostly compliance and risk and security and project management. Brought that to Lutz and did an assessment of their company to see what risks they had inside. Mm -hmm. It proved to be fruitful for them, and they saw a benefit in getting this out to more people. So they had me come on and fix, for lack of a better term, the things we need and were deficient at at Lutz. And now that's what we, we offer some of our clients. Fantastic. I guess, how much traction, has there been much in terms of offering that as a service to clients? Because it clearly seems like something that people would value. It is definitely something people would value, and it's not because I'm saying it. Lutz has been around 40 years before I came around. Mm -hmm. Lutz has very smart people and has had them for a very long time. The mentality of, yeah, go ahead and give it a shot, see what you think you can find in our company as we're not doing right or maybe up to speed. Right. After I did my report, they went, dang, even us, yeah. you know, even even 40 years of all these people, smart mm-hmm. people, we never even thought about that because we're too busy in the stuff we do day in and day out. Right. So having a risk assessment or look at something of what could go wrong, absolutely positively, the worst way, and then assess that and say, okay, well, the likelihood's pretty low. Small example is we've never had, we never had a, generator on on site people thought about it for forever and everything else and then until we actually sat down thought it all the way through what if we we were out of work for an hour that's just not even something we wanted to do so it was a simple thing but no one actually took it all the way to the end so they're very good to have done because everyone has a job they do Mm full-time and risk is something like cleaning up the garage or cleaning off your golf balls after pay. It's something you think, yeah, I need to do, but you actually never get around to it until something's dedicated to it. Right. That's what, yeah. Well, how often, or I guess rather the question is, how much time do you spend assessing risk or or fixing or eliminating or reducing risk, I suppose? And I, I guess more or less I'm, I'm asking the question of helping people assess their tolerance of risk and determining what they think is worth fixing or eliminating and and not? It's a great question. I'd love to say I have seven PhDs and I'll explain it to you. It is not. Because it is one of those things that requires someone to look at full time for a very short period of time, Mm -hmm. a full week, bigger company, week and a half, two weeks. If you had... 40 plus hours to do that, you could come up with probably 85% of the things I could come up with. But people don't. On their plate is a to-do list of all the things that they're actually hired to do full-time. Right. And when I bring them forward, I spend a full week at a company and I'll come up with all these things. I rank them for high, medium, and low of the actual likelihood that they're going to occur. And then in the next column I list, the remediation effort. Hey, this is not really hard 
to fix in our problem. Mm -hmm. And then I give them a quick estimate. I don't bid it up of the cost for it. So right. for example, if something goes wrong at a company and they have 40 employees and someone breaks in or something like that, you don't have a security camera on site. Okay. You probably thought about it once or twice. It's not a big deal. So it is a simple fix. Mm -hmm. The cost is minuscule. And then you would have the remediation in 24 hours. That's right. simple. And peace of mind for knowing, oh my gosh, Jack's company, someone broke in. Oh, we have a, a picture of the car or whoever did it. Mm -hmm. That's the peace of mind. That's a simple loan. A sure. bigger one, you know, I would do the same thing and say, okay, here's here's a risk you don't really have your policies and procedures laid out, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Obviously, you only have 10 employees, not a big deal. But if one of them ever leaves and says you never told them this, <clears throat> insurance and everything else, so that one would be a little bit higher. You know, you, it's going to take a little bit more effort, but not anything you can't do. Mm -hmm. When I give that to a company or a board of directors, they can read what I have assessed high, medium, low, and they can kind of go like, yeah, you know what? I agree with you. We can knock off some of these pretty quickly. Let's talk about these other ones. Right. I'm willing to take this risk, you know. I don't believe alligator insurance is something we need here right. in Nebraska, but in Florida, maybe something, you know, right on the, like, those kind of silly example. But that's, that at least now in front of you is a piece of paper that has everything. An outside person was paid to come in and tell you, I wanted to take down your company. Here's all the things I would do. Now they're all in front of you on one piece of paper. You can look at them and decide and companies, you know, remediate a couple very quickly and then right. put out a plan and say, you know what, next year we'll do these two and so on. Got it. Now I know that's not necessarily the topic of our, our <laughs> podcast today, but I, I mean, I mean, I could, it's, it's interesting to me. I think that, you know, risk tolerance and, and understanding where you're willing to take risks and, and not willing to take risks is a very important thing, not only for business, but also for the individual. Yes. So in terms of career risk and, and taking risks in your career, are there times in your career where you've taken certain risks and, and how do you think that worked out for you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have. I know a lot of people that have. Yeah. And so I'm going to ask you for an example mm -hmm. of how that works. So you went to college mm -hmm. and been out of college now two years, three years? Graduated May of 17. Okay. So four years. Four years. Yep. And your sophomore, junior, senior year of college, did you believe you'd be doing what you are currently doing right now? No. So in a college mindset or a graduate mindset, the way we say it today, you would you'd be a failure because right. you were going to get a degree in X, and therefore I was going to be in that field, and I was going to be doing that and everything else, and therefore if I'm not, quote I'm a failure, or you know I no you didn't. Mm -hmm. College is a four year life lesson, mm -hmm. and you get a degree at the end of it, and if you can use that both things to better yourself and move forward, then then I don't even know I would, I would want to use the word risk because I don't know it's a risk. Right. I am sure someone at Lutz approached you and said, hey, Jack, this next thing I want you to do, sidebar, I'd like you to do some of these podcasts. You're easy to talk to. You're conversational. You know, well, did you go home and say, no, I'm not doing that because that's not what my job title said last year? Right. No, no you did not at all. Right. Yeah. And so I don't know if I answered your question, but I, I, I say that I don't know that it's that big. Now, if you were... <clears throat> accountant or you were a doctor and mm -hmm. someone came up and said, would you like to be a fisherman? And right. go, you know, I think that would be a big risk. I think, sure. you know, have I been working 20 years? Did I save money? Okay. Those are all variables, but 
at 23 or four, that'd be a big risk. It'd be like, well, how are you going to, you know, but, but most things in a career are opportunities Mm -hmm. and failure. I don't like to use that word, but failure is only if you didn't learn anything from it. Right. Because there's a lot of things people have done. I mean, there's a lot of tracks I've gone down. There's careers. I, if I could do them a little differently, I would. Does that make it a failure? No. It just mm-hmm. means I learned something. Am I glad I did everything I did? No. Would I do it again? Well, yeah, now that I have the answers, sure, I would do it differently. Sure. But would I not take the risk? No. I own two small companies. Yeah. I don't those at the time were the right thing to do and I went and I did it and you know I I don't know that I would my college self would have called myself a failure sure but no I don't I don't think I would well yeah it's uh, and it's fun I mean this example this conversation is 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 very personally fitting I mean I studied supply chain management in college which you know is transportation logistics you know manufacturing that world and really, it to your point, it got me a degree that that removed a barrier of entry into a world of what you know is a professional world that requires a degree, and and then you know the small connections between that and my next couple of jobs that I took because a I either wanted to make a change because I was done with where I was or I liked the next opportunity better led me to now being an account manager in IT. <laughs> not, Supply chain manager yeah, to IT. Yeah, exactly. Right? And it's there's there's parts of it where I thought, okay, there's a risk involved in me not having an education in IT and and you know, hopefully I can figure it out and and I think over the last 2 years I have figured it out a little bit, but then I thought about the upside where technology's not going away. Right. And and there's 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 opportunities for sales and relationship management in all industries. And so if I can continue to kind of harness those skills, then, okay, I think that reduces the idea of risk in any change I'm willing to make. And so to your point, I think it's about just saying yes to opportunities, even if it makes you uncomfortable. That would be a better definition than the word than the word risk. Risk of jumping off a cliff if you don't know if the water's deep enough. That's a risk. Right. Okay. Jumping off a diving board at a pool that a thousand people have done on, that's more a little scary or whatever else, but there's not a risk. It's just something I'm going to do. And and I think if people get in that mindset more, especially Mm -hmm. I have four daughters under the age of 30, they have all graduated college. Same thing. I tell them the same thing. It's only a mistake if one, you learn nothing from it. And two, you didn't go into it eyes wide open. Right. Yes, I know this is a career shift. Yes, I know. I got a degree in finance because I wasn't smart enough to get a degree in accounting. Back then, that's what I did. Sure. I took a job in Omaha, Nebraska as a Sears credit person. Mm-hmm. That's literally what I started off in. Sure. They said, you're going to go through this training program and learn collections and customer service and operations. and Okay. That has nothing to do with finance. Right. I was making collection calls back then because I had to learn collections. I, I answered phone calls, customer service. When they said, hey, we're closing from 74 offices to nine, and one of them's going to be in West Des Moines, do you want to go there? Well, I just moved here. We just got married. What, yeah. So you sure. had just got married? We had just gotten married. We just got married. And we moved from Omaha to, to West Des Moines and, and took over there. 
Same thing. Right. Opportunity, bigger deal. I have no idea. We don't know anyone there. Yeah. I didn't have a mentor. I was like, okay, I'm going there. Right. Built our house, did that. We had some issues with the way the city of West Des Moines was running how they did taxes. And so I went and asked a question at the office, in the city office, and they gave me the runaround. So I said, okay, I'll run for mayor and fix this. And Ran and, and, and was the mayor of West Des Moines. And it <laughs> became be, mayor. Became mayor. Yeah. And was that a risk? Well, yeah. Was it the right idea? I don't think so, but I did it. Yeah. In the end, was it, it was what needed to be done at the time, in my mind. I never ran for elected office again, nor would sure. I. However, you know, if you were to ask that question, did I think in college, that's what, no. When someone called from New York and said, do you want to work for Chase Manhattan Bank? We had always said, being from the Midwest, you couldn't pay us enough money to go to New York. Right. We were wrong. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> we had three small kids. And, <laughs> and and so do we want to go to the East Coast and move away from both families and live in New York uh, and work in Manhattan? Uh, I don't, yeah. So you not? did it. You so did, we did that. We went, and, we went and moved to New York and everything else. Now, the job required me to travel. That didn't work well with a wife and three right. kids and leaving her own. So we figured out a way with the company. Do you care if we move back to Chicago or another, you know, office? And they didn't. And but again, we don't regret it now. Would we do it again? No, probably not. We probably wouldn't have taken. But you don't know unless you do it. Right. And we did it with an open mind and had all the facts. Now we didn't have all the facts of what was it going to be like living in New York for sure. a year. Sure, but again. I don't know if I got off topic there, but again, well, I think that, that in and of itself is a risk. I mean, I, I personally, for whatever reason, I think geographically speaking, that can pose a because uh, there's a there, there's a, a, a variable there that you don't know about till you get there physically. And now I don't know if you'd ever spent time in Manhattan. I had only been to Denver before I moved out there for a couple times on a trip. There were a lot of things I didn't know. The apartment that I chose to live in could have been considered a risk. I'm sure a lot would say it was, <laughs> right? Exactly. But but it, it yeah. I, it, there were parts of it that I think that that were were risky in a sense, but I didn't go out there. One thing that I find funny is if people make changes like that without assessing their ability to take on a certain burden of risk. Where, and I'm speaking purely financially, right? Sure. You have to know if you can do it. Correct. I mean, because if you go somewhere and it financially, you're not going to last long. Correct. Right. So I, but, but there had to be some sort of variable where you, you got to Manhattan. You're like, this is, did not see this coming. No. And I will tell you, you know, personally, this is not a fact. Mm-hmm. I believe kids that go away to school, away from the home base, <clears throat> far enough in which mom and dad or whatever can't be there in 30 minutes or, or they grow a little bit faster or quicker just because what, some people do once they get out of college and they take that first job on the West Coast or the East Coast. That's the first time at 22 they've actually left or been on their own. Mm-hmm. So during college or anything else, doing those things are kind of good. It's not for everyone. Right. It doesn't make it risky or not risky. But it's one of those things where you think it through and you say, you know what? I have daughters that have said, I'm not married. Now would be the time for me to go with a company somewhere here. I've never been there. And they did. Two of them have since switched jobs and taken different positions that they do like. Right. But the job they took wasn't wrong. It was weighing out all the stuff and said, yeah, I really wanted to be in Florida or where I wanted to be. So I don't think, I guess now that I'm taking 20 minutes in this conversation, I think risk is probably the wrong word. Sure. You know, I think it's more not being afraid when you have 
all the facts in front of you. Mm -hmm. So will this be scary to move here? Yes. Will mm -hmm. I be away from family? Yes. Can I financially do it? Yes. Is it going to be the best job? I don't know. Okay. Well, right there, you've done enough of the research that yes or no, you can't be wrong. Right. If you may regret it, if you don't do it, and there's a risk mm -hmm. and you may go and go, oh my gosh, I hate this part of the, uh, the country or this job is terrible. Okay. Spend some time, find a new one. But it didn't mean that it was wrong. Mm -hmm. You found out now that you don't, I'm making it up, you don't like Denver right. and you don't like the mountains and you don't, okay, there you go. You found that out. That wouldn't be a risk in my world. That'd be a check mark. I know some more stuff. Well, I think that's a really, really important part to keep in mind because when you, know, when you graduate college and you have this kind of idealistic perspective that you're going to somehow or another be able to read a job description on a posting somewhere and and know exactly what that role has in store for you you don't you don't have any idea so rather than i personally at least and it worked this way for me maybe not everyone but rather than my first experience professionally outside of college being a very positive one I was able to mark it off the list by saying, I don't want to do that, <laughs> right? And I think that was more valuable for me to say, I know for sure I don't want to do that, as opposed to saying, I kind of like this, and maybe I'm supposed to feel like this forever, and so maybe if I switch jobs, right? no, I knew not doing that ever again. And the bar was set very low then. So right. then my, my happiness moving jobs, it was a lot easier to obtain. And then I was also willing to say, okay, I've you know, been able to cross things off of my list. And so, yeah, the, I think the other idea that you're going to, uh, that's one thing that's, that's, I think is a lot different just from stories I've heard my parents tell other people that I, I've looked up to and, and worked with, you know, in the business world is that you're not probably going to stick with the first thing you do out of college no. or high school or wherever it is. And so the, the more willing you are to just, to your point, say yes and take that leap of faith and, and who knows, maybe you will love it, but if you don't love it, make sure you don't do it again. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And there, therein lies like the second piece to that, which is, you know, in that same vein, I, you know, we're an accounting firm, so I'll use an example. I went to school, I did my accounting work, I got my degree, I got my CPA, I know accounting, I know, I'm comfortable now because I know all of that. Okay. Anything that deviates from that kind of throws that kind of person off. So when you take this job or you do this thing that you don't know, well, that's okay because then when you're in somewhere where you don't know, people see the character mm -hmm. of you mm -hmm. and they say, okay, Jack doesn't know squat about this. However, his work ethic, he's here. He took the risk. He's asking a lot of questions. I can train him to do this versus I came out of school with ABC degree, therefore I know everything about ABC. Telling a 22 to 28 or whatever that you know everything, no, you don't. You're still only two years on this job. And this painter has been here for 30 years. You're a painter for two years. You don't know everything. Right. Take the, I don't know, but I'm willing, you know, if you'll take me, I'm willing to learn. That is a risk mm -hmm. on both sides, but a lot more companies nowadays and everything else are hiring that person and trying to get more of the feel of can I teach this person versus here comes a rock star that can paint this wall very quickly. Okay, 
can he talk to the customer that no he will not talk to people okay okay, Does he, okay well that that gives us a great painter but right. not a great all-around <clears throat> deal and i think that's where some of that risk stuff comes in is mm-hmm. you can follow a path that says exactly what you'll do and some people will be very happy with that and 35 years later they retire having done exactly that for 35 years well there's no risk in that at all mm-hmm. i guess my level of of failure knock on wood hopefully doesn't get too much greater but i know there's a lot of different levels of people failing out in the in the professional world in a, in a financial sense based on risks that they took that that didn't work out do you ever really see people that take risks that that don't work out end up being completely turned the other way and 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 retreat and don't ever you know i guess take risks anymore after that how do you bounce back from that if it doesn't pan out is what i'm saying well the only way it doesn't work out. The only way it doesn't work out is if you quit. Mm-hmm. And I mean that sincerely in relationships, job, anything. I mean, we've all done a house project that was an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, and you look at that and, okay, you eventually fixed it. Mm-hmm. So career-wise and otherwise, no. I had a small medical billing company. It imploded at the end after three and a half years the new congressional Obamacare Act and all that, it, it created so many problems there was nothing we could do. Sure. Okay. Could it have gone the other way? Sure. How do you bounce back from it? Well, it doesn't mean that I didn't run the company for three years. It didn't mean I didn't employ 35 people. It didn't mean, didn't mean that prior to that, working for, you know, Sally Mayer or Chase Manhattan Bank or anything, I still have all that. Right. So if you focus on that and you retreat and you sit at home and you whine and you complain and, you know, oh, woe is me. Yeah, it failed. Big deal. Move on. Right. And and so I did. And from that, guess what? I can give great advice now in the risk field of things I'm going to look at again for small businesses and mm-hmm. say, hey, guess what? I'm going to tell you from personal experience, here's our three things I would look at, Jack, if you had a small business and I was doing your risk assessment down the road. Here's some I know you're not thinking of them now. Here's why I'm telling you. So to answer that question, which I don't think I did, maybe I did. No, I, I think so. I, I guess my at the end of the day, the question or the, the idea is, you know, it's, it's the idea that let's say someone makes a, a horrible hundred thousand dollar mistake in, in their in, in their work at, at their business, whatever they're doing, whatever level they're at. I feel like the, the good leader says, I, of course, I'm not going to fire that guy. That's a hundred thousand dollar lesson that I don't want to have to pay for again. I'm keeping him here so that we, you know, same idea about, you know, your personal experience and, and making sure you don't make that mistake again, I suppose. Right. And and a good leader, a good company or whatever, will look at that and say, if we keep Jack 10 more years, that's a $10,000 education investment we put in Jack. Mm-hmm. And he's never made that mistake again. And mm-hmm. we didn't bring Bob in two years later who made the same $100,000 mistake. Right. You know, and so you, you weigh out the pros and the cons. Jack's very grateful that, oh, guess what? I made a mistake. Because the next one isn't a $100,000 mistake. It's a $250,000 win because Jack right. learned last time and this time. I think you have to look at those things in a big picture. Mm-hmm. You can look at any, you know, game day, end of the clock, look at the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're going to gauge yourself that, okay, our team is terrible. Okay, well, let's look at the fact, right. some more fact. Okay, right. 11 games in a row and you're, okay, then you have something you have to look at and change. But you can't gauge one thing. Right. on that. If in fact, to your example, 
there's a lot of this younger group, you know, yeah, I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to do it. Okay, great. But your fourth startup idea thing that costs your mom and dad's investment of 25. Okay, now it's time to say this actually is not working. Sure. You don't have the ability to get something off the ground or this and that or whatever mm -hmm. else, but you're willing to make something work. There's probably a company out there that's looking for you know, something like that, but you're not it in that world. Maybe right. there's something else. Yeah. If you quit because your fourth company failed, then yes, you failed. You did. But if you move from that and then become the world's best risk person that says, I'm going to tell you this is never going to work, mm -hmm. then you've actually made something of the disadvantage or the risk yeah. into something good. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so really, it's uh, there's only upside is what you're saying. There is only upside. There is only... <laughs> One thing I think is interesting, and because my lens is only through a twenty-six-year-old, you know, single guy, no, you know, no children, so so I think my tolerance for risk is is a lot higher than some, right? I'm, you know, I've fapo. I, what do I have to lose? Right? Exactly. But I think that I, you know, I think about people in my life that have been mentors, my dad, other people that I've worked with that, you know, they they find themselves middle-aged with with a family and, and needing to make a career change. That seems like a scary place to be. And it sounds like you've experienced some of that as well with, you know, wife and kids and, and making some serious changes. I guess, how do you, again, it's the same conversation, but it, it, in that lens, how do you allow yourself to be okay with that risk when you've got so many people depending on you? You have to take everything in totality and look down, you know, three, five, nine years. When my wife and I had four kids and we didn't live near either family, we made the choice and tried to figure out what my next career move would be that would get us by one of the two families because that was important. Right. So there was a wait to, well, I'm doing pretty well in New York and on this career. However, that's a smaller house. Costs are incredibly high. Traffic right. is ridiculous and we're not near family. So weighing that out, we took a cut or you know less, mm -hmm. but then we got a bigger house, less traffic, and we're by family. Right. Well, where do you put that in that scale? So sure. you, you kind of have to say, at what point in time is monetary the only thing? Right. Where's my sanity? Where's my family? You know, where do I want to be? And, right. and I think as you age and that stuff happens, your tolerance mm -hmm. on, the, on what was a risk versus what is now a risk changes, right. Right. but you're still looking at it all. I right. mean, again, you're talking to someone who's lived, we're in our 11th house. We've moved, we've lived in five states. I mean, we, as a family, my kids, we reference our house by the street. What? Sure. <laughs> no, that was at this street. Oh yeah. Okay. That was that house. That was the Howard Circle. Right. Oh, okay. That there's people that are like, I don't know what that is. I've lived in my house for the, okay. Neither one is right or wrong. Mm -hmm. My kids would tell you, the good was great. They traveled. They got to see the bad. They have five sets of friends. Sure. Because they didn't, you know, they didn't graduate with the kids they went to grade school with. And do you wallow in that? And then, no, my kids have not. They've used that in a good way, as my wife and I have. So I don't well, again well, think I answered a question you asked. No, I, I <laughs> no, I think it does. It it. it it's not as easy as saying, well, all of a sudden you wake up and your risk tolerance changes, right? You don't all of a sudden wake up. No, it's a gradual over time. There's an addition of variables to your life. And then as you assess those variables, when you want to make changes in your life, it drives the decisions that you make. 
I mean, it's not as everyone thinks, okay, when this happens or when I'm this age, what, what is this decision going to, you don't know. No, no. And I think, you know, I think as long as you can with your significant other, with your family, as long as you can sit back and say, Hey, we thought about all six of these things. Mm -hmm. Were we wrong? Maybe, but at least we didn't get here. And say, oh, we never thought about the fact that Arizona was going to be hot all the time and we all love to ski. <laughs> we thought about all these things and, and we weighed them out and right. we put them together and did that. I think you find, you know, as people live longer and this and that, I think you're going to find your generation, 90 is not going to be unheard of right. to be retiring. I mean, you know, it sounds far-fetched. Well, people are, you know. At when I was your age, 65 was it? I mean, you hit that, and you were done. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Now everyone's 65, and they're they got another 25 years in them. Right. I don't necessarily have to work full time, but I I don't know that I'm gonna quit. I, right. You know, and I don't know that this is on that topic, but but same thing. You, you have to weigh everything out and say, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I will if I don't have to work, mm-hmm. do it. But I think I'm still going to work just. For same sanity, you know, yeah. I know in, in our household, my wife will not allow me to be home full time sure. <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's not something she's ready for. No, no ever, ever, <laughs> ever will be. No, no. Well, that's fine. Well, anything else on, on this topic as far as, you know, just career risk is how we say it. But, but I guess more or less to your point about, you know, being OK with with taking a chance and saying yes to opportunities, really. I think, I mean, you you explained it. Your college degree and where you're at now mm-hmm. is it. I had the opportunity to, to go into, you know, uh, the, uh, the government sector for a while, whatever. that it was never in my playbook. That right. was never in anything I was going to do. If I, if I followed the logic today of what you should be, you wouldn't even consider it. Right. And yet I did, and I did it for 20 years. So, I think you've got to just say, unless it's illegal, unless, you know, you would literally die doing it, then it's as open as a chance to do as anything else. And Mm -hmm. literally, again, unless this is your seventh career move Mm -hmm. this calendar year, I would have a talk with you separately and say, hey, I don't want to say failure or loser, but this is your seventh career move this year. Put your head out of your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) we have a little bit of an issue, but... You can't really, yeah. you really got to take away the word risk and the word failure. I mean, the only risk thing is here, if you take this job, there's a 90% chance you're going to die tomorrow. Okay, there's a risk. Yeah, right. Maybe that Anything other than that, you yeah. know, hey, we'd like you to try this out and go <clears> do that. All right, let me go talk about it with my significant other. Think about it, you know. Could it be good? I don't know, but they think it's going to be a good opportunity. I work for them. Mm-hmm. They think I would be good at it. I'm obviously describing you at this point. It's nothing you thought about, but we think you'd be good at it. Are you good at it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you like it? Absolutely. If you followed today's career path in college and everything else, you would not be doing what you're doing. No. You would be moving boxes or figuring out how to load. And I'm not knocking that. I'm no, just saying. But I would be. But that's what I would have fall. I would have moved wherever they wanted to move me, you know, and I wouldn't have asked questions. I wouldn't have taken chances and I wouldn't have, have, you know, taken the opportunity to to, all of a sudden now I'm here doing IT for Lutz. Right. Right. Which is great. Right. Well, thanks, Bob. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. 
You've reached the end of another episode of Let's Talk Business. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on your podcast app, Spotify, or iTunes. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to make light.